The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? engagement? How long before yeah. a wedding should I send How out many save games the dates? Are in the first series Use IMAP to playoffs. check find email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the best. Welcome to SEO Battles Week on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and this week we're going to publish an episode every day discussing how you should compare and prioritize SEO against other channels in your company's marketing mix. Joining us for SEO Battles Week is Lillian Haza, who is the Director of European Marketing at Searchmetrics, which is an SEO and content marketing platform that helps enterprise-scale businesses monitor their online presence and make data-driven decisions. So far this week, Lillian and I have talked about how SEO compares to paid social and brand marketing. And today we're going to talk about a topic that's near and dear to our friend Google's heart, comparing SEO to SEM, search engine marketing. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's the third installment of SEO Battles Week with Lillian Haza, Director of European Marketing for Searchmetrics. Lillian, happy hump day, happy Wednesday, happy SEO Battle Day. We're talking SEO versus SEM. Dum, 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 dum. Hey, <laughs> watch out. <laughs> All right. Hey, the big battle for Google's hearts, minds, and dollars. <laughs> we're, we're really talking about the fight for control over the Google SERP here, right? How do you think about the difference? and the utility of search engine marketing versus search engine optimization, the paid ads at the top versus the organic stuff at the bottom. Well, at the end of the day, that's real estate. We're talking about prime real estate on the internet is those top spots for the major search terms that matter to your business. So this is a huge topic, of course. (laughs) We're very passionate about it, considering our backgrounds. And yeah, there's no answer. Again, I seem to say this a lot. So... I feel like I kind of cheat a lot on the answers, but it is a complicated topic. There are a lot of factors involved. 
in when you consider the implications of do you pay for ads or not? Do you do SEO or not? Do you do both at the same time on the same keywords or not? Yeah, there's a lot of nuance to mastering the combination of SEO versus SEM. Right. Uh, let's just start off by talking about some of the dynamics of SEM. Similar to paid social, you have to pay for your media, right? You have to pay for your placement and your bidding mm-hmm. for a specific keyword to get your ad shown. Now, the difference between SEM and paid social, what we talked about on Monday, is that in SEM, someone is in an active state of search. They're looking for a product, service, or education. Right? They're looking for knowledge, products, or services. That's not the case with paid search. Right? They're passively browsing. They don't know what they're looking for. So when someone is actively searching, how do you compare and contrast the ad placement as opposed to the organic placement? So think about it. So paying for keywords or paying for ads for certain keywords is all about control. So you control what your ads are. You control how much you spend per click. You control the message that's there. And then if we look at the flip side with organic, there's much less control. We do everything we possibly can to optimize for certain keywords. But in the end, we're really in a a gray zone. So for advertisers who have budget and can pay per click and can enter the auction and can optimize on keywords, they are playing a very different game. And yeah, I would say the game is about control. Yeah, absolutely. And also, of course, direct response, direct ROI. The pressure is much higher to get a result from the spend. Yeah, I think that's important. Thinking about your ability to control what the message is, what content. You're not at the behest of Google's algorithm deciding your placement. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that allows you to, A, pick what your message is, but also allows you to show up on pages that you wouldn't necessarily be able to rank for organically. And to me, that is really key into the conversation of comparing and talking about how you should use SEO and SEM is you mentioned yesterday that the keyword shoes, right? And how, you know, when somebody is looking for shoes, they are not specifically in buy mode. They're doing some research. Who knows why someone is looking for the keyword shoes, If you are a new shoe manufacturer, there is no way you're going to rank on the keyword shoes. Mm -hmm. It's going to take years and brand identity and thousands, if not millions of dollars. But you can go buy an ad probably for 20 bucks and show up at the top of that page anyway. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about how you think of investing in SEO to try to gain organic placement as opposed to just buying your way to the top of the page. Yeah, sure. And especially for keywords that don't have a direct relationship to buying. These are helping the brand, helping to get more traffic and picking up traffic probably a lot easier than those really competitive keywords. So I might have jumped ahead a little bit here. So when we're talking about competitive keywords, we're talking about keywords where many different SEOs, different companies are working on the website, working on the content to rank for keywords that have been identified to be critical for the business. And these are the same keywords that generally people managing Google Ads spend are also bidding on at the same time. So if you're a brand new organization, brand new company, more than likely you're not at the point where you're big enough to battle for those top placements for these really competitive keywords. But for the more broader keywords, you might have more of a chance. So I think you could also answer this question really well with your background too. And I'm remembering some of the conversations we've had with Jordan about this, which I highly recommend people go back and listen to your earlier 
conversations back in 2019 as well. Because actually, I think you both gave some really good advice on this topic. You know, it's funny. I was just about to bring one of the conversations I had with Jordan up where his advice was when you're starting out, you should use SEM to test what placements are effective, understand what keywords actually convert for you, Mm -hmm. and then build your SEO strategies around that where it's like, hey, I know that, you know, keyword shoes doesn't work, but men's black shoes is a keyword that converts at a high rate and we get good ROI from it. We should build our SEO strategy around Mm -hmm. men's black shoes. And so often SEM can serve as a testing ground to influence what your SEO strategy should be. For sure. I completely agree. And I remember too, a client many years ago, we actually built a process or a system that combined their search data from both paid and organic and looking for gaps, doing a gap analysis, and then also matching that with conversions based on both organic and paid. And it's something that also happens a lot in this industry or digital marketing in general is the people managing the ad spend don't talk to the SEOs and vice versa. (laughs) So I think in theory, a lot of people know this is a really good idea. We need to work together. We need to figure out which keywords work and what we should optimize for. But a lot of the time, these two teams have completely different plans. So I'm very passionate about this topic. I think these two worlds need to be aligned and come together. But getting these two different ways of thinking, different ways of working, these people to come together and systemizing that is this bit of a challenge. Not unachievable, but (laughs) it is a challenge. Yeah. I like that you want peace instead of war. Absolutely. And I think often (laughs) if there is an SEO battle, it is between the paid search and the organic team. Yeah. The SEOs that are trying to drive traffic or generate traffic from the pages that the SEMs are trying to buy into. Mm -hmm. Now, time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Talk to me about how you think about having dual placements. You mentioned it's prime real estate. Is it worth trying to have both an organic presence and a paid presence on the same term? Or once you have that organic presence, you just stop spending? Mm, I think it depends on your budget and depends on the company. Generally four keywords that you know are valuable, are bringing value, you're getting positive ROAS 
on the spend or you see it down the track, yeah, you should be there twice. I believe that. But for those keywords where the results are negligible, you're not really sure, then you could consider. So again, it's a scenario I've had before where you look, okay, we want to be more efficient with our ad spend. What could we cut? And you could look at keywords you are ranking for organically that you're also advertising on and stop advertising on those if they're not of the highest value. That's my opinion in general, but case by case, it definitely has to be taken on a case by case basis in my opinion. But what do you think actually? Yeah, you know, I think that the devil is in the details, right? You have to test your way and evaluate each individual landing page. And you can always turn your ads off and on and see what happens Mm -hmm. with the amount of traffic that you're driving. And, you know, I think a lot of marketers are thinking about both channels at a, you know, top down view of like, well, I'm going to turn paid search off to see what the overall lift is. Mm-hmm. You should be doing that on a keyword by keyword basis and getting more granular. And you know, some of this becomes a math game. Your conversion rates on your paid search ads are going to be, mm-hmm. you know, one to three percent. Hopefully, your organic conversions, depending on your placements, can be significantly higher. And so, right. there's a calculus here that goes into what do I have to pay for the placement? Mm-hmm. What's the click-through rate? What's my organic placement to figure out? which ads and what your mix should be. Right. And what happens if I turn the ads off and seeing the result? Last question I have for you, when it comes down to brand keywords, this is every company I've ever worked on always been a debate of should we buy our brand term somewhere that you're likely going to be the first result? Do you have an opinion on whether you should buy your brand terms through SEM knowing that you have an SEO placement? Yeah, it's the battle, right? You're in offense and defense. So... The defense is advertising on your brand name because your competitors are bidding on it and their ads show up. And then the offense is going ahead and doing the same to them. And you're talking about war. So if an advertiser has decided to bid on your brand name, they have just declared war on your company and you have a choice to engage or not by doing the same back. I do recommend a defense strategy if you are so-called under attack. So if your competitors are bidding on your brand name, I do recommend bidding on your own brand name. But this also needs to be looked at on a country-by-country basis. You might find your competitor is bidding on you in one country, but not another one. So don't waste your money if there's no real problem. But yes, it does take a bit of expertise to figure this out. Like, is someone bidding on my brand name or not? And you need an expert to really help you with that. But yeah, long story short, I do support a defense strategy for bidding on the brand name. The offense strategy, I've also had to do it even if it didn't get results. So I've had experiences where it was more the ego or the fear driving the decision of my stakeholders. So it could be a CEO or an owner of a business says, Hey, I hate my competitors. I need you to bid on their name because I want to steal their customers. And this is so personal. Or they get angry, you know, about something their competitor did, or they get, you know, it's they're fired up. And I found more often than not, it was a very emotional request I was getting from my clients to do offensive advertising. And I rarely got good results in terms of conversions. Like you rarely get any results from this. However, recently I've started to change my opinion a little bit on this, just a little bit. And I'll just tell you why really quick. So in the B2B space, there can be some opportunities from a content perspective. And then also the other thing that started to change my mind is the more I'm researching 
you know, how the impact of turning off branding or turning off your brand ads, even if your competitors are bidding on you, what I am finding is it doesn't make much of a difference. So if somebody searches for your company, they're looking for you. So if they see the competitor's ad, it's much more likely they're going to look for your website and not click on the ad. It serves as a, going into yesterday's conversation, talking about brand marketing, when you're advertising on a competitor's brand term, what that does is essentially brands you as a competitor. Now, the mm-hmm. reality is that that person is likely already searching for their company. But if they're in research mode as opposed to navigation, mm-hmm. maybe you can drop in, maybe when they're thinking about looking at other brands, now they're aware that you consider yourself right. to be a direct competitor. It's an awareness exercise, isn't it? But the chances are slim they're going to do something. Yeah, you're absolutely right. At the end of the day, when I think about SEO versus SEM, I'll go back to the metaphor I've used a handful of times on this podcast. It's the equivalent of eating something with sugar as opposed to eating your broccoli. When you are doing any sort of performance marketing channel, you're going to get quick, measurable results. And you know, with SEM specifically, you're getting somebody that is actively searching for brands, products, services, knowledge. And you're able to interject yourself into that search. It has a branding component and also hopefully a direct response component, which is how most people evaluate the channel. But you have to pay for your media. And with your SEO channel, you're going to get higher conversions by being in the organic placement. You're going to have lower variable costs, but it does take time to cultivate that relationship. So there is a tool and utility for both channels, and sometimes they can overlap and be very valuable as well. But you have to be strategic about where you're going to be targeting your SEM ads because you can really spend a lot of your time and resources and budget in a place where you might be able to rank organically. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with... Lillian Haza, Director of European Marketing at Searchmetrics. Join us again tomorrow when we talk about our next SEO battle, SEO versus PR. If you can't wait until then and you're interested in contacting Lillian, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is lillonline, L-I-L-L-O-N-L-I-N-E. Or you could visit her company's website, which is searchmetrics.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. But that's not the case anymore, thanks to Ahrefs. Because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com awt. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, 
Head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. 